Of course, we've been looking at Exodus 15:26. He said, if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments. Notice with me, do what is right in his sight, not what is right in our own sight. Amen. And we'll give ear to his commandments. And of course, the greatest commandment that we can keep is the love of God. And keep all his statutes. And I will put, literally, I will permit none of these diseases upon thee that I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. So we see here that he, he did not say I was or I will be. He says I am. He was, he is, and he will forever be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Amen? And so he, um, he reveals to us portions of his character, of his nature, and of his intentions in our lives through his names, as we were talking about Sunday morning. There's about 265 names uh, for Jesus in the Word of God. It's amazing. And, uh, of course, we looked at Psalm 91, and it said, you know, I'll set you on high, and I'll deliver you, and I'll do all sorts of good things for you because you have known my name. Amen? So as we call upon him, we must know what his names are because his names reveal what he can do in our lives. If we do not know that he is Jehovah Rapha, how could we ever call upon him for healing for our own lives or for healing for anyone else? Okay. And so um, some other names that we'll just look at real quickly tonight. He is also uh, Jehovah Jireh. He is also our provider, is he not? He is not the one who used to provide for us. He still provides for us, and he will ever be our provider. I like that, don't you? You know, that's what Abraham found out when God spoke to him to offer up his son Isaac. The name of that place was called Jehovah Yireh, or Jehovah Jireh, which literally means, In the mount of the Lord, provision shall be seen. Hallelujah. And do you like scriptures like Philippians 4.19? It says our God supplies all of our need, not half of our need, not a quarter of our need, not 12% of our need, but all of our need, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So he is still Jehovah Jireh today. Another name for him is Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah again, the self-existent one who is our banner, who is our victory that has to do with a banner of triumph and a banner of victory. It kind of reminds me of the famous picture of the United States Marines putting the flag up on the ground that they took. Amen? You see, you and I have got the victory. The enemy's conquered. And we have won. And so we can hold up the banner tonight. Amen? And we can hold up the flag of victory. And that's what Moses did. Moses says he built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. And some people want to say, well, he used to be the God of victory. We've seen victory in the past, but we don't know what he'll do today. No, thank God he gives us the victory. And thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Amen. And then, of course, another name for him is Jehovah Kadesh. Or we could say it this way, Jehovah Mekadesh. It means he is the one who sanctifies us. 
He is the one that gives us the ability to separate ourselves from anything that is unholy, anything that is uh, profane, anything that would be detrimental to our spiritual growth. You see, the Bible says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Amen. He is holy and he has made us holy and he's given us the ability through his word and by his spirit to walk in a sanctified way. Amen. So thank God he still is Jehovah Makedesh, the Lord who sanctifies us. Amen. Then, of course, another name is Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. Thank God. One of his names is his name shall be called Prince of Peace. You know, Gideon built an altar to the Lord, and he called that altar in that place Jehovah Shalom. Amen. I wonder, does he still give peace in turbulent times? Can the peace of God that passeth all understanding keep our hearts and our minds, even though seemingly circumstances would point us to disaster but thank God he is still stilling storms today he is the great Jehovah Shalom and here's what he encourages us with he says peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you this peace that I give it's not as the world gives give I unto you and then he tells us don't allow your heart to be troubled neither let it be afraid amen And then another name that reveals a part of his nature and his character. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. That means he is our righteousness. Jeremiah 23, 6 says, He is the Lord, our righteousness. I wonder if he still is our righteousness today. Well, we have the word on it. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the very righteousness of God in him. Shout it with me. You are my righteousness. Hallelujah. That's so good. So let's awake to it. Let's live in it. Let's walk in it. Let's keep condemnation under our feet. Let's keep dread far away from us. Then he said, I am Jehovah Raha. That means I am your shepherd. Great verse of scripture we know. In Psalm 23, 1. Can we quote that verse together? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, I have more than enough because the Lord is and forever will be our shepherd. Yes, so I got a question for you. Is he still the good shepherd? Yes. He said in John 10 and 14, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. He knows your name. He's got you covered. Every hair in your head is numbered. He knows your address. He knows your goings in and your comings out. He knows everything about you. And he is watching over your soul because he is the bishop and shepherd of our soul. He said, I am your good shepherd. Didn't say I'm a bad shepherd. And I know my sheep. And I am known of mine. So I wonder, is he still Jehovah, our shepherd? And then he is Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. I'm glad he is.
I'm glad he is with us. That's what that means. He's with us. He said in the word of God, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He also said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. That's good news. He's with us. He's for us. He's in us. And he forever will be. Hallelujah. And then he is Jehovah Sabaoth, which means he is the Lord of hosts. Everyone say he's the Lord of hosts. Which means he's the Lord of armies. And some people say, well, he used to have armies, used to have hosts. He used to have an amazing military power. Oh, he still has it today. And you can see it all throughout the New Testament. And even in the book of Revelation, it talks about the Lord with his armies and his hosts. He is called the Lord Sabaoth. Hallelujah. So that's just a little bit of information about some of his names. Let's lift up our hands and thank him for it. Glory to God. We worship you tonight. For the Lord is good. And his tender mercies are all over all his works. For the Lord is our healer. The Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our victor. The Lord is on our side. Thank you, Master, that you are for us and that you are not against us. Amen. So we're talking about why we are sure that it's God's will to heal us. Amen. Another one is found in Galatians chapter 3. And let's look at the word now. Galatians, the third chapter, the 13th verse and the 14th verse. We are sure it's God's will to heal us today because sickness was a part of the curse of the law. Now notice with me in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. If sickness is a curse of the law and you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, that means we have been redeemed from sickness and disease. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Amen. We don't need to look at verse 14. I just want you to see that, that our Redeemer has redeemed us, is redeeming us, and will forever redeem us from the curse of the law. He redeemed your life from destruction. He's redeeming our lives from destruction. And he will forever be our protector, redeeming us from destruction. And we know that sickness and disease is destructive. We know that John 10.10 says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I want to look at this just for a moment on this word redemption. The book of Ephesians says, in whom we have. We're not trying to get redemption, but we have redemption. This is something we need to realize. We are the redeemed. And the redeemed of the Lord are supposed to say something. And what are the redeemed of the Lord supposed to say? They're supposed to say so. Say so what? Say, I have been redeemed. Hallelujah. And my Redeemer liveth. And so in whom we have redemption through His blood. The word redemption there means deliverance and salvation through the blood of Jesus. Oh, we've been redeemed. Oh, how I love to proclaim. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Revelation says it this way. And they sung a new song. 
you're worthy to take the book and to open the seals. For thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred, out of every tongue and people and nation. The blood of Jesus is precious. It's the price that was paid for our redemption from the curse of the law. In 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19, we'll look at that. He says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. In other words, corruptible things are things that are capable of being destroyed. Not corruptible things as silver and gold. From your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. Hallelujah. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Think about it. The precious blood of Jesus. Silver and gold is perishable, but the blood of Jesus is imperishable. Amen. So, it would behoove us not to live our lives chasing after money, but rather chasing after Him. For He is our gold. He is our silver. He is the one who has paid the price. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, precious means costly. It means of great value. Great value. It's the same word used to describe, you know, precious gold and metals and jewels. But you and I are worth more than that. We're worth the blood of the Lamb. That's what was paid for us. And that's what sets your value forever. You see, the more we value the blood, the more we're going to see how precious and how valuable we are to Him. Now look at 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 20, great verse here, awesome verse, I love it. He says this, for you are, um, 1 Corinthians 6, 20, says, for you are bought with a price, amen, therefore glorify God in your body, and where else? Glorify Him in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. You know, and you know, you're going to run into a lot of characters out there. Anybody ever ran into some characters before? (laughs) There's a lot of characters out there. And, you know, they kind of have the idea that, you know, they're all that. And, uh, you know, you'll hear the term, well, you know, that's all that. That's good for you, but I'm a self-made man. A self-made man. You know, macho man, self-made. You all know Mark Hankins, right? Mark's a wild preacher. I love him. I want to have him back in 2020 so we can all just get drunk in the Spirit. That's, that's what we need sometimes, just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. But uh, Mark's dad, B.B. Hankins, went on to be with the Lord. He had someone come up to him and said, Oh, Pastor, I'm just a self-made man. He says, Well, he says, why did you make yourself so ugly then? <laughs> You know, if you're self-made, you should have done a little bit better with your face, I guess. I, I don't know. Anyway. Not self-made. We are blood-bought men. We are blood-bought by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Ghost. I like this phrase. We're blood-bought and Holy Ghost-taught. 
Can you say that with me a couple times? I've been blood bought and I'm Holy Ghost taught. One more time. I've been blood bought. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Now look at Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. You know, this may be familiar territory to you, but man, it's good territory. Right? You know, I, I like filet mignons. Do you? And I've had some really good ones before. But I'm not going to stop eating them just because I've had it before and eaten it before. I'm going to keep eating them. How about you? I actually love Val's Burgers, too. I like that. So I said, well, you know, you, you, you've had a mama burger about a month ago. Well, I'm going to have one really soon again. Amen. And this is good food tonight. This is good eating. Faith comes in an atmosphere like this. Encouragement happens in an atmosphere like this. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. The mere fact that he told us to forget not means that there is a tendency for us to forget and to let go of some of these truths. And one of these benefits are, and some of these are, who forgives all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. That's good. And he redeemeth thy life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Again, repeating it again, he redeemeth past, present, and future. Young's translation says, who is redeeming us from destruction. Hallelujah. Now, this does not mean that destruction will not knock on our door. Because destruction comes. The thief comes. Peter said he walks about as what? Didn't say he was a roaring lion. It appears that he would be like one, but he's not a roaring lion. He walks about as one, seeking, now who? Now notice this, seeking whom he may devour. Now you can make the choice whether he devours you or not. Our attitude should be when he comes to devour, you may not devour me. Because I've got a Redeemer. And He's redeemed me from anything and everything that you're walking about trying to devour me with. You may not. In other words, just put your, put your, put your spiritual stake in the ground. And say, you know what? I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree planted by the waters. I'm receiving my nurture from the river of life. I'm receiving my sustenance from the good word of God. It's cleansing me. It's keeping me. It's empowering me. And I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. He shall not be moved forever. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings and bad news. But his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Amen? So Jesus went about doing good. And he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Sickness and disease is not a blessing. Sickness and disease is a curse. 
it robs people of their health. It robs that mother and it robs that father of having marital bliss when one of them has to check out early because of sickness and disease. It robs children of having the benefit of a mom and a dad. Sickness is not our friend. Sickness is not a blessing. Sickness is a curse. And so we must call it for what it is. And we must say, I've been redeemed from the curse. Come on, let's do it for about five seconds. Let the redeemed of the Lord say with me, I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Glory. The price has been paid. The blood has been shed. You are not any longer of this world subject to this world's system. Subject to the tyranny of the evil one. But now you've come into my family. And now it's the father and his sons. It's the father and his daughters. Oh, hallelujah. Redeemed, redeemed are we with this glorious revelation. And the devil must run and the devil must flee. Hallelujah. Say me, I've been redeemed. It's finished. It's finished. It's done. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Amen. So thank God for the blood. Remember now, we're sure that it's God's will for us to be healed. And really anyone who ever get this revelation for them to be healed as well. Because we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And we've been redeemed by the blood. Now pay attention to these last few moments tonight. In Leviticus 17. Let's look over there in verse 11. Leviticus 17, 11. I just want to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you you for purification through the blood. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's right, Ronnie. Thank you. Luke 17, 11. It says, for the life of the flesh... Where is it? In the blood. In the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Listen to this statement. The life of God is in the blood of Jesus. When a person is sick, sometimes they need a transfusion. And what that transfusion does, it removes the anemia out of their body and brings in the right blood cells for that which was pale to come to life again. When you see a person that has had a transfusion, you can see the blood and the the flush and the rosy red cheeks come back into their life. It's really a beautiful thing. See, before Christ, 
You and I were spiritual anemic. But oh, there's Zoe life in the blood of the Lamb. I said there's Zoe life in the blood of the Lamb. And Jesus, and God made it really clear when he said in John 1, 4, in him was life. And his life was the light of men. Amen. Say with me, in the blood is life. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Eternal life in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Think about it. This Zoe life is a force so great that the professors and the confessors of Jesus Christ as their Lord, when they have faith in the blood... We never die. Glory. Never die. Never die. Physically, we may die, some of us. Some of us may be raptured. But spiritually, we never die. We never die. Do you know how many people throughout the centuries have looked for the elixir for the fountain of youth? There was a guy by the name of Ponce de Leon. He traveled to what we call now Florida in 1530 to find the fountain of life. Ponce wanted to stop the aging process, but Ponce is dead. But oh, thank God, there was one born of a virgin. Whoo, hallelujah. With pure blood. Who walked this earth. And lived a sinless, holy life. And one day on Calvary, he offered himself up as a sacrifice, shedding his blood for us. Oh, hallelujah. But on that third day, sometimes I'll put Ron Canoli on YouTube. And if you know Ron Canoli, he was famous for singing, He's alive. He's alive. And I love that part where they get into it really strong. I can see Ron. Ron had a lot of rhythm. And Ron would say, but early Sunday morning, just like Jesus said, he came out of that grave and he rose from the dead. What does that prove? This is proof of an endless life. And his blood is on the mercy seat. And his blood still speaks today. You know what it's saying? Life. It's saying freedom. It's saying righteousness. It's saying holy. Hallelujah. The blood, come on, is speaking on our behalf today. <laughs> Glory to God. And so the force of that life that is in the Creator, that same force is in the blood of the Lamb. And I thank God that it'll never lose its power. Is that right, Emmanuel? It'll never lose its power. It reaches whoo, to the highest what? Whoo, glory to God. And it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that Jesus shed for you. It'll never It'll never lose its power. Thank you, Lord. 
What does Billy say about the blood? Make much of the blood. And the blood will make much of you. How do we make much of the blood? We plead it. We apply it. We honor him. Hallelujah. And so the blood of Jesus, it carries this life of the new creation. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. It carries the life of this new creation. Glory to God. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Ooh, hallelujah. I don't know. We might want to sing that in closing here in a minute, PT. Hallelujah. My pastor told me I always end on a strong note. I think that's a real strong note. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what is he? He's a new creature. Come on up, guys. Let's sing that song. Old things. Old things. God's done a new thing. We got no business hanging around with old things. Giving you new eyes, new blood, new joy. Woo! If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold all things. <laughs> Come on, sweetie. My blood-bought bride right here. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm stirred up about the blood. And as he was preaching, of course, I was reminded of Revelation 12 11. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I looked it up in another translation, in God's Word translation. That verse says, they won the victory over him because of the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony Man. because of the blood we are winners we cannot lose we cannot be defeated they won the victory over him because of the blood and you know we've been hearing about healing we've been hearing about everything that we are overcoming in the name of Jesus but I was thinking about that even in line with sickness and disease trying to attack our bodies they won the victory over disease because of the blood of the lamb on the same day that those stripes were on his back that blood shed for our salvation on that very same day with that very same blood we were given victory over spiritual death we were given victory over sin we were given victory over disease hallelujah you got the victory amen they overcame him glory be to god let's just stand up and let's just get ready to rejoice they won the victory you got some areas you need victory in? Speak to it in the name of Jesus. Apply the blood of the Lamb. Because the blood will never lose its power.